0: From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to Dallasnews.com slash sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, where every day or every few weeks we're breaking down a question, event, news, or trend having to do with the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I am from Mavs Digital. Now that we're back from uh, power outage and water outage and just general fun outage, I'm happy to be joined by Mavs.com's very own Eddie Sefco. Eddie, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing just great, Bobby. How's it going with you?
0: Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Never been better. I am handling the 80 degree temperature swings about as well as anybody else, which is to say I'm glad I invested all of my life savings into allergy medicine, cold medicine, all that good stuff because, man, this is uh, we, we weren't built for this, Eddie. We were not built for this.
1: You know, I, you know what I saw today in my house was a spider. I thought with when it gets down to zero like it did around here, isn't all, aren't all bugs supposed to die? I mean, there's not supposed to be anything that, that survives that. And I guess he was looking to, for a home because uh, I saw a spider in my house. That, that, that just, you know, we better not see a mosquito for the next uh, six months.
0: The only good thing about snowstorms is that all the bugs die. But I guess we can't even have that this year. So, man, (laughs) just uh, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Okay, Eddie. The Mavs have won, like, a lot of games in a row, man. I'm looking at their schedule, and I see a lot of green Ws. Uh, It adds up to seven wins in nine games. And now this has been a very long nine-game streak uh, because it was postponed for about a week there because of the weather. But, you know, going into the break, the Mavs are playing – pretty well, especially offensively, winning a lot of games, scoring 120, 130, sometimes even 140 points. They were also giving up a lot of points, too. Uh, During that stretch, they were like number one offense and uh, number not one defense. But they had that week off, were able to practice a lot, you know, get a lot of time on the court together, which is something they have not had very much of, frankly, this season. And so these first two games out of the break, Memphis and Boston, uh, they hold Memphis to 92, Boston to 107, and it would have been less, but, you know, Kemba Walker hit like 33s in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, it seemed kind of like there was like a renewed sort of energy and uh, attention to detail on the defensive end, which is really good to see after such a long time off.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this team, as constructed, I, I, mean, I think we all have to understand and and. And just, uh, you know, acknowledge that it's not ever going to be, you know, the 80s Pistons uh, bad boys defensively. It's just not, not wired that way. And in fact, the entire league is not wired that way right now. So uh, everything's geared to, to, to promote the offense and give, um, give skilled athletic uh, players the, the, their best opportunity to, sh- to shine. So defensively, what do you do? Well, you try to at least throw up some resistance and and you know know your game plan and know where guys don't like to shoot from and try to push them there, and and you you do the best you can and uh, it's still going to come down to where any quarter under thirty points uh, when you hold a team to under thirty is it's, it's going to be considered a pretty good defensive quarter these days. So uh, uh, you know the the, the the their bread's still going to be buttered with their offense. I mean, when you have Luka and and, and uh, you know, several other guys who can shoot the ball and, 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 and have good offensive capabilities, you kind of have to score. You're, you're not going to be able to just sit there and grind out wins on a consistent basis. Once in a while you can, but uh, this team so far to me has shown that uh, their offense is is, is plenty good, and, and when they do get the occasional stop uh, and the occasional rebound, which, by the way, is is a, is a big sore point with me, uh you know they're they're pretty good and we've seen that for the last uh well now three three weeks and with one week being uh totally idle and and no games played so there's been
0: uh another story that's sort of emerged over the last few weeks with the Mavs and Eddie I just have to ask you point blank whose jersey is getting retired first Lucas or Jalen Brunson's because that guy is I mean he's just been incredible man he's been incredible and and going back to you know his rookie season he was very good you know he was he was almost like an all rookie team snub for that second team but uh you know last year sort of he was kind of stuck in neutral for a little bit it seemed and then he started to get rolling and then his season ended because he suffered that freak injury so I was really curious to see how he came out this year and you know it started pretty good but dude these last few weeks he's just been absolute money
1: yeah, he's he's averaging I, I believe seventeen points and uh, four rebounds and four assists over the last five games. I mean that's you know that's that's heavy stuff right there. That's that's the kind of stuff that that you know you usually expect out of your starting uh, one of your starters and and he's uh, you know anchoring the bench. He and Tim Hardaway. So what what's more to like? I mean, uh, I look around the league and, and if you can find a better backup point guard. Uh, I don't know who it would be because he, he's really, really good. And you know what? Uh, the bloodlines work well. His his dad was a hard worker and it's to spend eight, eight or nine years in the league all on one year contracts. He, I mean, that's the kind of drive and, and perseverance that he, he uh, that, that Jalen has, and and he knows nothing's going to come easy, and uh, you know uh good on him because he's he has really been playing well and and on top of that he's as you know just a good good darn guy you, you hope for the best for him
0: yeah definitely so with with tim uh you know last year they started bringing him off the bench and it just did not work and he was much better as a starter but this year it's kind of been a huge role reversal where he's been kind of much better off the bench at least so far But with a guy like Jalen, you know, he started a little bit his rookie season and has come off the bench since then. Do you think, you know, I don't know, fast forward three years or five years or whatever, is he like a sixth man forever? I mean, is he like the next Lou Will, Jamal Crawford kind of guy? Or do you think that he can and maybe will be a starter at some point in his career?
1: You mean Jalen or Tim Hardaway? Jalen, yeah, Jalen, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, first of all, I mean, Tim Hardaway's been terrific off the bench, and I know you probably know this off the top of your head, but his, how many people in NBA history have had a 30-point game, both as a starter and off the bench uh, in the same season? I don't know. That'd be an interesting one for, ooh, for uh, a one. Stat Bobby to look up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but to answer your question, if Jalen Brunson keeps going like this, he can he can write his own ticket. I mean, he's going to – Play, he's playing his way into his next contract going to be, you know, a really substantial deal. I mean, that's going to set him up. so he'll have that in his hip pocket. Uh, then you can worry about, uh, but he's not really wired to be a guy that, that worries about stuff like that. He, you know, he wants to win and he wants to be the uh, do the right things and play for, for the team, not just with the team. Uh, and I mean, this this is a guy you want to keep around. I, you know, could you see him someday being in the backcourt with with Luca? I don't know what that pairing would be like, uh, but yeah, he's he's good enough to do whatever he wants in the future. He, could he be a starter in this league? Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And in fact, from the people I'm talking about to around the league, there's a lot of teams who would uh, who would like that. By the way, oh, don't scare
0: me, Eddie. You're really ruining my morning by making me think about stuff like that.
1: No, you want players that other teams want. That's what you want. <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. I guess. I guess. I just don't want to. I don't want to wake up in a world where Jalen Brunson is wearing like a, you know, whatever Jazz uniform or something. It would really just spoil my, my afternoon. Um, okay. So tonight, <laughs> bringing it back to Jalen Brunson. He's returning to kind of his semi-pseudo, almost sort of hometown, at least his college town. Mavs are in Philly. They're going to take on uh, MV Embiid. Joel Embiid is averaging 30 points per game, Eddie. 30 and 11. Ben Simmons is having a great year. Tobias Harris is, I don't know if he got named to the all-star team, but he was like right there. Uh, they got a pretty good team. Seth Curry, of course, we know we know who that guy is. Uh, so there's there's quite a few interesting players on that team and a lot of good storylines to watch. And Philly, of course, is they're not the number one team in the NBA, but they are number one in the East, and uh, for a good reason because they can really, really play. So, what is it going to take for Dallas to make it two in a row? Remember, they went to Philly last year. I think they were only one of two teams to win in Philly last season, and they did it without Luca for crying out loud. But uh, how how can they get it done again, given how much better Philly is?
1: Well, the one thing I'll say is I think the national TV audience tonight is going to be in for a treat. I, th- I mean, the Mavericks just have a way of of playing riveting stuff, riveting games on on national TV. That's that's been a uh, they're going to turn into darlings uh, f- for the networks if they aren't already. Which with Luca, that's easy to easy to see. But uh, I, I'll confess, I was not the biggest Joel Embiid fan. Uh, Coming out of college and even uh, you know the first few years in his in the league, I, I thought, eh, this guy. But my gosh, has he figured it out or what? Uh, and 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 you love to see a guy that 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 uh, you know, as big as he is, he's playing the game kind of the way you'd like to see big guys play the game. Yes, he can stretch the floor a little bit. He he's not, I'm not he's not uh, afraid to go out there and. And he's a three pointer, and he can make them occasionally, but but he's not making a living doing that, uh, which I, I like. I mean, I think he's he's got a pretty good total package for a for a guy his size, and, and again, of course, the numbers are just ridiculous. and And you you mentioned Ben Simmons, uh, you know, total transparency here. Uh, I traded for him in my fantasy league. Uh, I, I gave up <laughs> I gave up Demar Derozan. Uh, to get him. And and, uh, as we all know down here, DeRozan is really playing well for San Antonio. Uh, And uh, and so uh, I really uh, can appreciate what Ben Simmons brings to the table. And you're right about Tobias Harris. He got jobbed. Uh, Total, total all star uh, should be this year. And if, if somebody gets hurt, I think he'll be the first replacement.
0: Yeah, I think he's still he's still having a 50-40-90 season. So, uh that is nothing to uh nothing to scoff at, and I know you love their bench, Eddie, for two reasons. One, Tyrese Maxey, DFW native. Two, most most importantly, Shake Milton, former Mav first off and also SMU Mustang. So, there you go.
1: Oh, man. I mean, he he's making all Peruna Peruna proud people uh uh really proud right now cuz uh he's, he's having a nice little just carving out a nice little career for himself you know and uh I, the, the guy when he was back at smu was was really good and we all knew well he's he's gonna make it in the nba we didn't know to what extent but uh you know we by the way we need a few more of him like him on the uh, on the hilltop right now
0: are, are things not going great for them this year
1: well, if if we could stay away from COVID, we might be all right. But uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a work in progress. Uh, the, the, they just uh, uh, a good team, but not a great team right now. And of course, Houston rules the uh, American Athletic Conference right now, so uh, it's hard to hard to keep up with them. I hear you on that one. I
0: hear you on the COVID thing. So last year, of course, Dallas beat Philly in Philly without Luca, and then Philly came to Dallas. And uh, last year, Philly's, like, home road splits by record and and everything were, like, ridiculous. Uh, But in that game, there was no Embiid for Philly, and uh, there was no Porzingis for Dallas. Dallas won by 18, but it was a pretty close game. Philly was up, like, 10 or something at halftime. uh, And Luka just couldn't really get it going. Ben Simmons made it tough on him, but uh, Dwight Powell was big. He had 19 points. Dorian Finney-Smith had 16. Bobon had 12. Hardaway, 12. Clebeton so a lot of other guys stepped up and I think it's going to kind of have to be one of those nights again too because Ben Simmons is you know first team all defense kind of guy and so you need as many hands on deck as possible in fact it's better to just have all of them Uh, and of course the guy at the helm now in Philly is Doc Rivers who coached the Clippers last year and got a very 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 good up close and personal look at uh, just how destructive Luka can be if you don't Put your best defenders on him all the time. So I'm really curious to uh, to see how this game plays out. But yeah, it's a, it's another early tip, Eddie. I got to say, one thing about the schedule before we look ahead at uh, at the second half of the schedule. There's been a lot of early tips the last couple weeks, and I will never ever ever complain about a six p.m.
1: tip off. Nor will I, or any other self-respecting sport rider. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, and and by the way. I don't know how often that happens. And probably this might be the only time it can happen right now that, that Luca goes against a point guard who's bigger than him. Uh, that just doesn't happen very often. Uh, that this is why it's a unique matchup because Philadelphia doesn't have to make matchup uh, exceptions. You know, like playing their small forward against Luca and having the, their point guard grab, guard uh, Josh Richardson or whatever. They can go straight up. And, and do it uh, position by position if they so choose to do so. So uh, going to be really good to watch those those two guys go at it. Uh, you know, and again Embiid, uh, you know, the, yeah, I'm reminded of the uh, the old Don Nelson line when uh, he was asked if uh, who was going to guard Sha- Shaquille O'Neal one time, and, and he said, "I don't know who it is, but whoever it is is going to get his butt kicked." and uh and you know going against Embiid, I don't know if it's going to be uh Dwight Powell or or uh, if Maxi returns or or whoever but uh, it's going to be <laughs> strap on your chin strap because uh it, it's going to be tough
0: yeah i don't think it's uh i, I don't think you can overstate He's a seven footer whoever just 30 points per game so it's gonna be very frustrating <laughs> so just just get ready to get ready for that but you know you got 12 guys and they all got six fouls so let's just make it happen man okay second half of the schedule came out yesterday so we got we got a little breaking news here Eddie. second half of the season will start March 10th against San Antonio now if you're a very attentive or nerdy fan or if you just don't have a life you will remember that the Mavs played the Spurs on March 10th of last season, and the very next day, the season was postponed, so that's a nice full circle thing. Uh, The Mavs do play on March 11th, that's the one year anniversary of the postponement, they will be at Oklahoma City, and now why that's notable, Eddie, and I know you know this, and I know a lot of other people do as well, but the Mavs spent three straight New Year's Eves in Oklahoma City, so I think it's only fitting that we're going to celebrate the new year post-COVID postponement. In Oklahoma City, so it's a very poetic moment, and then of course the next game that they play is against Denver, who they played when the when the league was postponed. So I feel like the NBA is kind of trolling the Mavs, uh, but I I'm here for all the connections. Um, I, I just I wanted to point that out that that is uh, very noteworthy stuff coming out of the gates.
1: Well, first of all, you are absolute the absolute king of esoteric. Garbage like that. Uh, the one-year anniversary of the, of the shutdown is not a new year, Bobby. Uh, that is, well, the new year happens once a year. But anyway, I get what you're saying, and and uh, I didn't think about that, but it was March 10th last year. I remember in San Antonio, I was with the having dinner the night before the game in in San Antonio against the Spurs with the great Mike Monroe uh, who's covered the NBA for a zillion years. And, uh, you know, we, we were both concerned about the, the COVID at that point, but nothing had really happened. I mean, we, I don't even think we were wearing masks at dinner and we didn't have to worry about that. We, we had a nice evening and, and then all of a sudden a day later, uh, everything broke loose and here we are. Yeah, it was not
0: fun. Uh, I was on that trip in San Antonio as well. I remember I caught a few Pokemon playing Pokemon Go, uh, walking around the city on my way to get a coffee. And uh, I did not wear a mask either. And I think other than, you know, the Mavs game the next day, I don't think I've not worn a mask in public since then. So those were simpler times, just me and my Pokemon, uh, you know, Chilling by the river walk, Eddie.
1: See, this is how we differ. You see, you, you were doing your whatever that Pokemon thing is and getting a coffee. And uh, I was having several cold beers uh, on the river walk with, you know, and not looking for any animated objects. <laughs> well,
0: well, one of us was having more fun and the other one was drinking beer. So how about that?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: I hear you. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, I also hope you like back-to-backs because the Mavs are playing. I think it's 38 games, like in 67 days. It's just it's outrageous uh, how they're all packed in there. Dallas has 10 back-to-backs, which is tied for second most of any team. They're basically playing two games and three nights every three days for like the next three months. So. It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be pretty chaotic. Now, the one good thing is Dallas does have a bit of depth, you know, with Brunson and Hardaway coming off the bench and everything. But, like, right now with KP out, with Maxi Kleba out, uh, back-to-backs are always tricky for not only Porzingis but also for Luka many times. Uh, it is really going to be – it's going to be a very long two months. But uh, it's these games are going to come fast. So I, I don't really know what to make of all this stuff. I guess the one good thing, Eddie, is that, like, a lot of other teams are going through it too – So it really is just going to be like the ultimate day-to-day proposition.
1: Well, uh, one thing I would say is that, yes, this second half is going to be a a terrifically condensed schedule. There's a lot of games in a short amount of time. But let's look at the other side of it. People say, well, it's a brutal schedule. Well, is it really? Because... First of all, the Mavericks just had an unexpected eight-day break. I mean, they used that time wisely. You could tell that the, some aches and pains got got uh, cleared up, uh, Christoph Sporzingis notwithstanding. Uh, and those guys came back, and they appeared to have a nice pep in their step. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, they, they looked like a sharper team uh, in the first two games back. And, and now there's four more games uh, left on the, uh, you know, on the first half schedule, uh, the Mavericks have to take care of business. They can't stumble uh, through these four games. Uh, they've got to stay at or above five hundred. Uh, getting to next week when the when the break starts, they'll have another nice little seven or seven day break. I mean, that's you can't overestimate that that. Time. Now Luca has to go and take care of his All Star game duties, but that they, the league has made that this year so that it's only. Uh, a couple of days out of those six or seven days that you, you know it's not a four or five day investment like it has been uh, some years so uh everybody can can kind of exhale again get get ready and then and hey then it's on then you do have to grind it out for uh, you know for just slightly over two months and then hopefully have a playoff run ahead of you so uh Yes, it's going to be a tough schedule, but right now I think the Mavericks there's no really excuse right now because they've had uh some good rest and some good practice time. Uh no excuses not to, to close out this these last four games of the first half with with some moment, momentum.
0: Yeah, even though it is two very tough games, you know, right off the bat with Philly and Brooklyn. Those are those are not easy, but uh, at least end in good form. And then you play Orlando and OKC and you know no disrespect to them, but they're obviously not Philly or Brooklyn. So uh, you know maybe you can end on a high note. Uh, one other thing about the second half of the schedule before we uh, before we get you on out of here is on May 11th, which is uh, the fourth to last game of the year. So that would be what game 69, Dallas plays at Memphis, and the next day, which is game 70, they play New Orleans. So it's a back-to-back, and uh, if you look at the standings right now, Dallas, Memphis, and New Orleans are ninth, 10th, and 11th in the standings, and of course, teams 9 and 10 get into the play-in, uh, the little play-in round-robin tournament thing. It's not a round-robin. It's like a single elimination if you're ninth or 10th, but double elimination if you're 7th or 8th. It's, it's, it's confusing, but we'll explain it if we have to later on this year. Um, anyway... Those are two big games. And now on May 10th, which is the day before Dallas plays Memphis, Memphis plays New Orleans. So those three teams are basically playing a little round robin, almost like a little semi-playoff game right before the end of the year. Uh, And it is, you know, it's not guaranteed that these teams will still be where they are in the standings then, but there's a pretty good chance that a couple of them will be at least, maybe even the Mavs. So those are going to be really, really, really big games right at the end of the year there before Dallas closes out with Toronto and Minnesota, those are the games where it's like, man, this is kind of like do or die. It's going to be that way for at least one of them and maybe for all three of them.
1: Well, my suggestion would be to avoid that scenario at all costs. Uh, just even, make sure you're in before you get down to the last week of the season. Uh, you know, that that, that, that's not a situation you want to find yourself where you're you're because then you open yourself up. It's like being in a tight game in the last 30 seconds of a uh, of the fourth quarter. You know, an official's whistle or a bad break or, uh, you know, somebody, you know, throws a ball out of bounds with you know, when somebody's not looking for the pass. I mean, anything can happen and, and you don't really want to have uh, that sort of situation. uh bite you in the, bite you in the tail when when uh, if you can avoid it now if now if you're struck and that's what you have to do then you do what you got to do but you know the, the the best way to go about this is to take care of some business now next month and certainly in April when there are a whole lot of home games and and chances to 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 put some padding padding on your win uh, on the win ledger yeah definitely and and to your point about like
0: anything could happen in a one game sort of scenario uh, remember last year in the bubble whenever Dallas is trying to climb up to sixth or really anywhere other than seventh where they ultimately ended up they ran into Portland and I think the penultimate game or maybe the sixth game I don't remember of, of the eight game schedule and Damian Lillard had the game of the century capping off his 61 point performance with that three-pointer that hit off the heel of the rim bounced like 75 feet in the air and then fell right through the basket and Portland ended up winning by like two or three points, and that shot was obviously like kind of, you know, pretty big reason why right at the end of the game there, and so you don't want your season to come down to, you know, Zion or Ja Morant or Damian Lillard or Steph Curry. Right now, if the season ended, the Mavs would play a one-game playoff against Steph Curry. Like, (laughs) I would rather avoid that if possible, so... I'm with you. Take care of business. And and the the road is laid out before them. Now, Dallas has had the toughest strength of schedule in the NBA so far this year. They still have a whole lot of hard games left. But uh, based off team's current win percentage, it is the fourth easiest remaining schedule. And it's going to get a little easier after they play their next two games as well. So there is you know, a, a chance for them to move up in the standings if they can take care of business and most importantly to stay healthy.
1: Yeah, and, and one thing I will say is for MFFLs, this is going to be an awesome second half. I mean, back to back trips into American Airlines Center for the Lakers and LeBron, and then back to back trips into uh, or, or before that, back to back trips into AAC for Kawhi and Paul George and the, and the Clippers. This is these are this is unprecedented to have. Uh, two of the marquee teams coming in for consecutive games. You know, that's the, a product of the new NBA schedule uh, this year, and and I love it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's not going to be easy to win both of those games against either one of those teams. You know, and then, and then of course, later in the year in, in May, you, you explain this one to me, Bobby. How in the world do you get a back-to-back against Cleveland I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an old-fashioned. A, is home that home. random? <laughs> is that as random as they get, or or what?
0: Yeah, yeah that's a, that's an old-fashioned home and home. I like. I was, it. I double taked whenever I saw that.
1: Yeah, I mean now. Those of us who like Cleveland, because of, if the downtown area is uh, pretty underrated, there's a lot of places you can walk to. And some of them you don't even have to go outside uh, into the admittedly usually cold weather, although in May you wouldn't think. So uh anyway, uh, I, I like the schedule. I think it's going to be fun. There's lots to... There's lots to digest in it. If you look, if you break down the schedule, I mean, all, you know, so many home uh, road games in March and then quite a few home games uh, in late April and May. I, you know, th- this is going to be riveting stuff to see how the Mavericks handle this. Uh, I, they, I hope they enjoyed that practice time they had uh, uh, last week uh, because there's not going to be much uh, not much after the break. The uh, uh, second half starts on uh, on March 10th.
0: I would say they're going to enjoy that they won't have to practice much in the second half of the season, but maybe that's just me being skeptical and cynic.
1: No, that's just, that's just you and the younger generation. You don't want to put in the work. I know. I know. You, you know, you just want this microwave society. Us old guys, we, we, you know, we went, we did it the old fashioned way. We'd go to the bar and drink and think of our stories and then go to work. Wait, (laughs) did I say that out loud? wait, Oh, man. See, I'm
0: catching Pokemon thinking of my next podcast. That is, uh, there you go. We're, we're just built different. Uh, all right. Well, good stuff, man. Thank you for joining me. Is there any any other like last takes or, or thoughts or parting shots you want to get off before uh, before we carry on with our day?
1: Well, people may not realize how uh, of a, an out there take this is, but uh, the Mavericks and 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 the uh, sixers tonight are going to go down to the wire. And the reason that's an uh, an outrageous take is because I think the last three meetings have been decided by 18 points or more. Oh, wow. and and uh you know this this usually is a blowout at least has been in recent history. Uh so we'll see but I you know I don't see any way that this one doesn't. The Mavericks are playing pretty good. I don't know if they'll have KP or or uh, or Dwight or excuse me Maxie Cleaver. but uh, either way, I, I think they're going to keep this thing close, and I think it's going to come down to another another nail biter.
0: Well, let's go. Just give it to Luca. Get out of the way and, uh, and and let it happen, man. Let it
1: happen. There you go. That's what I try to do with you, Bobby. I just give the, give the microphone to you and get the, get out of the way.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm going to miss a lot of the shots that I take, but I'm going to make some too. And you'll remember the ones I make a lot more than you'll remember the misses. Uh, all right, well, thank you for joining me, Eddie. You can find Eddie on Twitter at ECEFCO. You can find him on uh, Mavs.com. You can find him on Mavs Daily and really anywhere else that he goes. He's he's a man about town, uh, during normal times at least. During COVID, slightly different. Uh, I am Bobby Corella. You can find me on Twitter at Bobby Corella, And this is Mavs Daily. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. Feel free to leave a, a, a nice five-star rating. Or a kind review if you enjoyed the episode. If you did not enjoy the episode, go ahead and uh, skip the rating and review. No worries. It's all good. And uh, we will be back with you next time on Mavs Daily.